This is the Rich Eisen Show. How about sexiest bald man alive? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. To choose Prince William? What's going on? He's not fully bald. I need the names and I need the email addresses of these people. Earlier on the show, Super Bowl champion quarterback Drew Brees. From the Fox comedy The Moody's, Dennis Leary. Coming up, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to our number three of the Rich Eisen Show. We've already had Drew Brees, hour one. Dennis Leary, what a great conversation that was. Oh, so funny. Uh, do you think Bill Belichick, as he's strolling around the turf at The Ohio State University? Oh, he's in Alabama. Was oh, he at Alabama? He's in Alabama. I thought he was at The Ohio State. He's nah, in Alabama. He's in Alabama. Do you think, as Bill Belichick was chilling with Nick Saban, and rubbing shoulders with everybody, right? Because we missed the combine this year, right. where where our cameras and I always, in, you know, in our pre combine meetings with NFL Network, I'm like, we can't show the coaches and general managers and owners in the stands in the suites enough. Yeah. Just seeing them chit chat, and certainly when coach of team A and coach of team B are like chit chatting in a, in a in a suite, I just people I think dig it. But we missed that this year. The pro days, we're getting to see it, right? Oh, we're getting it. Everyone right. is at Alabama right now. Like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were just giddy watching Mac Jones throw bombs while Belichick and Saban just laughing it up Here you ten, go. 10 feet away. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. Do you think Belichick was new as he's doing that, that Dennis Leary was on the Rich Eisen show talking about how <laughs> Belichick gave him tips on how to be uh, a good coach Vince Penn in draft day? I have no explanation for what happened. That's what he basically said. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it was a great conversation there. everything. Uh, and to talk about all this intrigue before you get to your news update. And our phone, our phone lines are lit. We'll take your phone calls in this hour as well at 844-204-RICH here on NBC Sports on Peacock, which starts every day with pro football talk and ends with PFT PM every single day. Mike Florio, kind enough to join me here once again here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Mike? Doing great, Rich. How are you, pal? Better for talking to you. Um, let's let's start with, I guess, the Friday draft trades and all the intrigue um, that is now coming off of that. Um, did did the 49ers just peg the, with the Dolphins at third overall, the guy who they want, and never knock on the door with the Jets? What can you tell me about? all of all of their maneuverings at the top of the draft and who it might be for. Well, he reminded me exactly of what the Jets did in 2018 when six weeks before the draft they moved from number six to number three. They invested three second-round picks in that flip-flop they did with the Colts. And once you do that, once you lock into that spot, what you are telling the world is no matter who the first two picks are, we sufficiently love whoever would be left over. So if you've got three guys that you would gladly make your franchise quarterback, your guy for the next 10 or 15 years, a player for whom you eventually are giving up three first-round picks and a third-round pick. And let's not confuse that. All this talk in the current offseason about three first-round picks as a starting point for Deshaun Watson, three first-round picks offered for Russell Wilson. The 49ers will have given up three ones and a three to get this guy, whoever it is. And they presumably would be thrilled if Trevor Lawrence falls to three. He won't. If Zach Wilson falls to three, he likely won't. And then they've got a third guy, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's Trey Lance. There's a quarterback that they're happy to take even after 
the Jaguars and the Jets have secured dibs on one and two. And it's clearly a quarterback after the press conference yesterday with Coach Kyle Shanahan and GM John Lynch. It's clearly a quarterback. The question now is, who is it? And they got 30 days to continue to hold that close to their vest and enjoy the fact. And this is part of it too, Rich. They get to enjoy the fact for the next 30 days, the 49ers and what they're going to do with the third overall pick is all anyone's going to talk about. It's free publicity for the brand for the next 30 days. <laughs> just, like, just like with the Remember the Rams 2016? Jeff Fisher loved every second of having the first overall pick in the draft, and he wasn't telling anybody what we already knew. They were taking Jared Goff because he loved the fact that the Rams had the first overall pick in the draft for weeks before they had to actually call out a name. Well, I mean, Justin Fields ran a 4-4-4 earlier today. Uh, Mike, and it just led me to, to you know, take a take a pause on the Zach Wilson Broadway Zach or Zach's Fifth Avenue, as I saw on my Twitter feed earlier today. Um, that that you know, usually things change and rumors fly and positions change. Do you think it's possible that the Jets do have some sort of intrigue at two overall, and and that includes? eventually keeping Sam Darnold, that they're so damn close to the vest on all of this? Well, I think when Zach Wilson rolled right to left and threw that laser down the field on Friday at his pro day, that that probably ended any debate or discussion about (laughs) what the Jets, who have been trying and failing since Joe Namath, to have a franchise quarterback, a true franchise quarterback, year in and year out, guy that's going to make you a contender. When you see that Mahomesian quality in a guy who's entering the NFL and you've earned the spot, you don't have to trade up, you're there. Yes. You're not giving up anything. This is the reward for being crap last year. <laughs> this is great, falling right into their hands because the Jaguars are clearly taking Trevor Lawrence. I got a theory, Rich, and they make fun of me on the show. They call me Conspiracy Mike when I say this, but I got a theory that Urban Meyer, the Jaguars coach, specifically didn't go to the Zach Wilson Pro Day because he didn't want to have any doubts in his mind as he stood there and, as he says, like to hear the ball come out of the guy's hands. He just didn't want to do it. He knows he's taking Lawrence, and he doesn't want to have to reconsider or reevaluate after he gets blown away by Zach Wilson. So I think it's definitely Wilson at two. The question is, what does Kyle Shanahan have up his sleeve at number three? Well, what's your best guess? We're hearing, you know, Daniel Jeremiah stopped me in my tracks when he came on yesterday, and he says that the the general consensus is Mac Jones, um, and that's that's the guy who everyone was, you know, in New England was targeting. Maybe Belichick could just sit in the middle of the first round and get Mac Jones, and that now seems like an official pipe dream, certainly seeing Mac at his pro day today. What do you think about all that? The thing I love about Mac Jones and I don't know whether it's the equipment manager's fault in Alabama. He just doesn't look like a football player. He doesn't look like his pads fit. He looks like Andy Reid at the PPK competition in <laughs> the early 1970s, right? It's like Bobby Lane, Joe Cap throwback, but the guy can do it all. The guy's got the footwork. The guy's got the accuracy. The guy's got all the skills to run Kyle Shanahan's offense. And I'll defer to Chris Sims, who played at Texas with Kyle Shanahan, has known him for years, and even though Shanahan won't tell Sims anything because he's a big mouth and a blab it, <laughs> Sims knows the way Shanahan thinks, and he knows what quarterbacks are suited to plug right in to the Shanahan offense and operate it the way that Shanahan wants it to be operated. That's the big thing with Shanahan. I remember 2011, after the lockout ended, and there was question who the quarterback was going to be in Washington when the contenders were like John Beck and Rex Grossman. Grossman said, I know how to win this job. 
All I have to do is do exactly what Shanahan wants me to do. That's what he looks for. He's basically the kid with the joystick on the sideline with the quarterback doing exactly what Shanahan wants. He's devised plays that will work against the defenses that he knows are coming, and you will win if you can just deliver it the way that he wants. And, and Sims believes, as do others apparently, that Mac Jones is the guy who fits that criteria for Kyle Shanahan. So if the Jets are taking that offense with them, with Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur, why don't they take Mac Jones? Since you want to have Broadway Joe's successor finally be, why not have it somebody from the same school? Why not well, that? Well, that's a good point, and I think if that would happen, Kyle Shanahan would be thrilled to have Zach Wilson still on the board because I think Wilson is all that stuff plus the cross-body throw with one foot on the ground, no feet on the ground, all arm. Forget about the obsession over mechanics. This is a guy who's got that shortstop quality that Mahomes has, funny body motion, any arm position, he can deliver the ball. So it's everything that Mac Jones has plus a little bit more. Not that, not that it's a huge gap. Sure. But it's enough of a gap that my guess is Shanahan, Shanahan would love it if there's some sort of a Jedi mind trick going on here and the Jets end up deciding that Mac Jones is their right pick. And you know, Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I don't know which is my favorite soundbite from my, uh, Kyle Shanahan's press conference on Monday. Him just being so honest about you know uh, keeping Jimmy G, but if people want to come and make the team better in so many different ways. Of course, they'll listen. But, you know, free agency, if they've gotten a, a new quarterback in free agency, that's a different story than drafting a rookie. You don't want to be in a position of needing the rookie to do well when you've got a veteran that the whole locker room loves. I mean, it, it was so refreshing to hear that honesty. And then being, you know, asked about the attributes of a quarterback that he might choose – and trying to extrapolate it to his love of Kirk Cousins, that answer was phenomenal in honesty and then also bristling at, at Cousins being his prototypical quarterback in the mind's eye of the media and then building Cousins back up uh, by the end of a conversation where he realized he was towing the line of tampering. Uh, that was phenomenal. I, I, I'm wondering what you thought of that. Well, Rich, Mike. the reason why Patrick Mahomes was never – considered to be the pick for the 49ers at number two or number three once they traded down with the Bears in 2017 is because Kyle Shanahan believed that at the end of the 2017 season, Kirk Cousins would become a free agent as he did. Washington was not going to tag him a third time. It would have been $34 million, which three years ago was a ridiculous amount. It still is a lot to pay for a quarterback for one year, but they weren't going to pay that to Cousins. So Shanahan was going to sign him. So he didn't evaluate Mahomes, didn't evaluate Deshaun Watson, didn't evaluate any of the quarterbacks because he thought he was getting Cousins. And then the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo goes down during the 2017 season, and that short-circuits Cousins. So Cousins, I've had on Shanahan's radar screen. I thought that maybe this year. Now I think the Vikings had to keep Cousins around because if they try to move to a new quarterback, that potentially could set that team back and get everybody fired. But, yeah, there's been a sense that Shanahan wants a Cousins and that Cousins in the right system, when you don't expect him to do too much, when you just expect him to do the play that's called, and I had a head coach explain this to me, Kirk Cousins can run the play that's called. He can't run the play that isn't called, which the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray's of the world can do, run away from pressure and make something happen on, a, on an impromptu basis. But Cousins can run the play that's called. 
And in Shanahan's offense, that's all you need. A guy who consistently and effectively and accurately can run the play that's called and deliver the ball. And with Shanahan, often enough, you're going to move the ball and you're going to score points. And I think that's what he sees in Mac Jones. And Nick Saban explained Mac Jones' attributes yesterday, and it almost sounded like he's saying, this guy's just a game manager, but that's a good thing. If you have an offense that works, all you need is a game manager. You need someone to manage that offense. And if it's Shanahan's offense and it works, that's how you win football games and put yourself in championship positions. Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jenny Vrentis' article in, the, in Sports Illustrated speaking to um, a massage therapist under a pseudonym um, from Houston talking about uh, Deshaun Watson and his behavior in her, um, in her massage room um, and Watson's and the fact that she isn't part of this um, this Tony Busby uh, group of uh, accusers um, for the first time really made me made me pause um, and it, it was very um, and I'm not saying that that I don't believe others accusers and that's obviously the the razor's edge of this conversation here but it really was bizarre and it you can't sit here and say she's looking for money. You can't sit here and say that she's making it up with a, a lawyer who started this whole thing on his Instagram account. Um, what do you think about all of this? Well, I agree with Mike. you completely. The fact that this is somebody who actually rejected the overtures of Busby's firm and decided not to be represented by Busby and is evaluating her rights with another lawyer in Houston. And frankly, when you look at everything she said, there isn't that bright line obvious grounds for liability that some of the lawsuits that have been filed, most of the lawsuits that have been filed, if the allegations in the lawsuits are proven, there is liability on the part of Deshaun Watson. So it does give credibility just to the broader picture that's been painted by 19 lawsuits and now a 20th person who hasn't sued and may not sue. You know, Rich, if it's just two or three people and you can show that one of them, as Watson's camp apparently believes, was trying to extort, that there was consensual conduct, whatever the case may be. If there's just two or three, and you can blow a giant hole in one of the claims, that's one thing. You get up to 19 or 20, okay, one of the claims may have a flaw. You can't account for the rest. And I think that's the problem Sean Watson faces at this point, Rich. And the sooner, and I don't want anybody to misunderstand me when I say this, because I think he needs to have a reckoning. He needs to make this right. He needs to make it right with all the individuals involved. I have been arguing for a week now there needs to be a mediation session where everyone comes together. You get a retired judge who's got the gravitas to make everyone feel like they're getting a day in court and work directly with every plaintiff and Deshaun Watson to bring satisfaction closure, a sense of justice without a two-year process. That's the best outcome for Deshaun Watson. Mm. I just don't know that he can manage that because at the core of it all for the plaintiffs is Tony Busby, and no matter how much he says it's not about money, it is about money. And the problem now is, as Watson's waking up, Rich, to the reality that it's in his interest to resolve these cases now, from the perspective of a skilled and experienced lawyer who is in it for money, there's a premium if you want to do it now. And I think that's the challenge, trying to come up with a way to get all these people in the same room, get this resolved, and remove from it the Busby factor, 
where he's going to recognize, I've got this guy on the ropes, so the price of every settlement goes way up. So what what does the league do under these circumstances, Mike? Because, again, you, you know, the, the Sports Illustrated um, story, uh, the, the woman who told her story to Sports Illustrated said Watson never touched her and never threatened her. And his behavior, as it was described, is nothing short of shocking. Obviously, there are two other, uh, or at least two other accusers who do say that he did force himself on them. Put them all together, and you know, how do you decide? Is the league going to wind up having to decide whose story is believable and who isn't, and what to do um, with Deshaun Watson? Uh, on this subject matter, or or would a settlement make any sort of discipline from the league uh, moot? What what happens here? Well, if the simple question is, what does the league do? And I don't mean this to sound like a smart-ass response, but the league will do whatever the league wants to do, because it has the discretion, it has the ability under the various policies to fashion whichever outcome it thinks is best given these facts. And the entire personal conduct policy is driven by PR. 99.99% of all employers in America don't have something like this that regulates the private lives of employees. If you can show up for work, you got a job. If you're incarcerated and can't show up for work, you don't have a job. Anything else, that's between you and the civil courts, the criminal courts, whatever the case may be, for the most part. The NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to make this part of the existence of an NFL player because it does affect how all players and teams in the league are viewed, and the union's on board with it, and the league has the power to do whatever it wants. Now, I look at some precedent, and let me give you a couple of examples. Tyree Kill a couple of years ago, when there were some troubling allegations in the confines of the off-season program happening, they struck a deal for him to just stay home. And then by the time training camp rolled around, he had gotten whatever clearance he needed to get from the criminal system Mm -hmm. that it was okay to move forward. Ben Roethlisberger, 2010. No arrests. There was one civil suit that was filed against him in 2009. There was an incident in 2010. Nothing ever happened from the perspective of arrests, charges, verdicts, but the commissioner still said, there's enough here for me to be troubled. And that's where I think this is, Rich. There's enough there for the commissioner to be troubled. The question becomes, at what point does the league say, we have to take action? we have to put you on the commissioner exemplist. Or if it all would get settled right now, and this is why I mentioned Roethlisberger, if it all would get settled right now, if they'd have a mediation tomorrow and all 19 plaintiffs come out of that room believing they got justice and it's over and they're satisfied, there's still enough there, based on Roethlisberger's case, that the league could say, Deshaun, this, this requires an intervention. That's the word that Goodell used with Roethlisberger. We need to take a closer look at this. There needs to be discipline, there needs to be action, there needs to be involvement, and there's already enough then. This all ends today, there's already enough for the commissioner to suspend Deshaun Watson if he chooses to do so. All in the middle of, of Watson saying he wants out, all in the middle of all, all of this, where we spent weeks talking about his trade value and his worth and how he's done playing for the Texans, this just seems to be... Uh, putting everything on a totally different plane on that front, Mike. That's just the way I feel. I'm wondering if that's the reality of it. We can't be traded. After the first lawsuit was filed, a general manager said to me, how can anyone trade for him now? And I said, well, it's just one lawsuit. No one's investigated it. Everyone's got security 
resources at their disposal. They can figure this out. They can look into it. They can get by the time the draft rolls around to a point where they understand it. But then when it becomes 2 and 5 and 7 and 11 and 15 and 19, you can't trade them. And the ultimate irony here would be, and I, I never know whether I'm using that word right thanks to Alanis Morissette, but the <laughs> ultimate irony would be yes. that Deshaun Watson said, no way in hell am I ever playing for the Texans, and he wants out. And it could be the only way he gets paid this year a football salary is to stay with the Texans and be put on the commissioner exempt list, not play, but still get his checks. And at some point the Texans have to ask themselves, do we just cut the cord? and save the $10 million. It all depends upon how bad it gets. And we're still too early to know how bad it's going to get, and there may not be enough time between now and training camp for it to get to the point where it would be that bad. But, I, it's, look, it's unprecedented from the perspective of, I can't recall a situation like this that any player has ever had to deal with. And it looks like there's no simple exit at this point for Deshaun Watson. Mike, who, what do you got for later on PFTPM and, and tomorrow? Well, oh, Peter right King is joining me today for PFTPM, and there is a conference call with the commissioner and others at 3.30 Eastern, so whatever they say, we will be summarizing, reacting to. Obviously, we all expect the 17-game season to be official and various details related to that, plus whatever else they're doing today as the owners get together. So we'll have that all covered coming up later at 5 o'clock. And then, of course, tomorrow on Pro Football Talk and uh, all the other shows here on NBC Sports on Peacock, uh, you know, whatever rule changes might be down the pike. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Appreciate the time as always, Mike. Great Thank talking you. to you, Rich. That's Mike Florio here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, let's take a break. We'll come back. You ready for your news update over there, Christopher? Let's do okay. it. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on NBC Sports on Peacock, taking you to brother from another at the top of the hour. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, I want to tell everybody as we're back here on our simulcast about uh, this, uh, this new docu-series that's on Peacock, John Wayne Gacy, discover the story of one of the most notorious, notorious serial killers ever, John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise, a six-part docu-series streaming exclusively on Peacock. Sign up at PeacockTV.com to stream now. Really creepy music, even creepier photograph, certainly since it's clown makeup and we're used to seeing Chris Brockman in that. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. Okay. Uh, you want to go to the phone lines and get ready for your news update, Chris? Yeah, because I'm trying to redo this poll. Okay, redo the poll question, uh, which is... Does Wilson, should, Fields, Mac Jones keep who should the Jets? What should the Jets stay to? Put keep Darnold number one though, so people see that first. Oh, it, Mike is right. Mike is just do, do whatever you want to do. No, I'm kidding. You know, do, it. Do, do you tell Mike how to do the audio? Do you ever do that? Never no. once. No. <laughs> well, I mean, right. okay. Keep Darnold is the first choice. You're welcome, Mike. Mike in New Jersey. Let's take his call right there in Jets country. What's up, Mike? How's it going, guys? I'm a big Pats fan, and all this love with Mac Jones and Justin Fields had me in love with them. Yes. Um. Seeing today with Bill Belichick just laughing it up with Nick Saban and everything, <laughs> do you think Belichick, even after all this free agency stuff, is going to be crazy enough to trade up to number four, or number five, to get either Fields, Lance, or Jones? Because I'm hoping he does. Like I love Cam, but I don't believe in the Garoppolo thing because I think Garoppolo is just going to be another bridge. I'd rather just see, get a young guy. Uh, we have Isaiah Wynn co- contract coming up. Uh, Trent Brown is playing on a one-year contract, so with the rookie contract, we could probably keep both. Hopefully, yeah. If Belichick wants to keep spending money like he is. Well, but I, I, I get your thoughts on that. Well, here's just real quick: if you want to get Mac Jones um, or Justin Fields and guarantee it, you're going to have to go to a certain spot. You're going to have to move up to number two. Have you ever heard of the phrase hell freezing over before, Mike? (laughs) Have you ever heard that phrase? Because that phrase would be operative because I can't even imagine. Would they have to include every duck boat in Boston? Would they have, what else would they have to include? Would they have to include? Uh, Every Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, all the Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) All All of them. Maybe Cumberland Farms, too. I'm not sure. All of them. All of them. Yeah. How many Shawmuts? How many Shawmuts? Shaw's and Shop and Save, kid. It's a lot of, yeah. Filene's basement. It's I not think, there I think anymore. They went out of business. You know what I'm saying, uh, Mike? That's not going to happen. And I just think, you know, the Green Monster. You have to throw that in there yep. too. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the parquet floor. Yeah. The, oh, they, ooh, the parquet. I, the you banners. see what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah. You're not moving to two, yeah. and 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 then there's three. So it would have to be Lance or or Fields. I don't think. And thank you for the call. I don't think Fields is getting past four. No. Atlanta's not going to trade out. Atlanta is. Atlanta needs to figure Atlanta out what's next to, for yeah, for taking a quarterback. For what's next for you know you just hire Arthur Smith who turned Ryan Tannehill into yeah, so, but Matt uh, Ryan a major was an force MVP three years ago. I understand that, but Matt Ryan is not the long term answer there. He's not going to turn into Brady where he's playing till forty four and winning all those championships. Probably I don't not. Think. Probably not. I mean, he's the natural, but I mean, there's a different story. I don't think Fields gets past Atlanta. Of course I, not. I agree I with kid, you. <laughs> 
No way. Falcons fans would go crazy to get another Home, shot at Fields. Kid. I know. Yeah. They watched him go to Ohio to get his bones. Well, they held on to All right, updated poll. Updated yes. poll. Yes. What should the Jets do at quarterback in 2021? Keep Darnold is the first option, Mike. Yes. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. At Rich Eisen Show. Keep Darnold, 34%. Yes. Zach Wilson, 44%. I told you. That's going to be neck and neck. They're going to be neck and neck. And Mac Jones, once everybody watches Total Access and SportsCenter later on today, um, they'll start pumping him for the Heisman. Oh, yeah. Which, literally, he was pumped for this year. He was a finalist. I know. He's going third overall, people. Unless the Jets take him. That, that's insane. That would be the j- most. By the way, please take don't Mac say, Jones. Don't say that was the most Jets thing. It they would took, be. Dude, they once, be. Took, they once took Jeff Loggeman, okay? <laughs> they took Johnny Land Jones. Please don't look at me Blair and say, Thomas. what's the most Jets thing to do, okay? I'm don't just saying, you dare. in 2021, that's me, that's me like looking Jets at you and saying, Mac it's, Jones. The, it's the most Patriots thing to do, or it's the most, like, I, I feel like I'm expert at it, but I don't have the same emotional capital I, I invested, okay? Please, don't but, tell me. Don't you dare come here and look at me and say that. It's been two months of Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Zach Wilson. Suddenly now it's Mac Jones? <laughs> We're not rational. How many times do I have to tell you we don't get it? And we're because it's every year. I know, we're sad. back again. I told you. I said to my brother, "Hey, it's Zach Wilson. Let's do it." My my nephew Lee has a Tebow Jets jersey that he wanted. That's insane. Man, when, he was, to- when he was late in his teens, and he says to me, <laughs> "You, you got it for him, I want, right? Uncle Rich. Can you get me a Tebow jersey for Hanukkah?" And I'm like, "If I get it for you." Understand the only use you will have for it forevermore is an ironic (laughs) and sarcastic Halloween costume. That's all it will be. Nailed it. (laughs) He's like, I still want it. I got it for him. Was I right or was I wrong? Oh, you were right. Excuse me. Was I very right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah oh, very right. Max Fifth Avenue. Do you, you're think, not you're, rational. Do you think your brother is going to call you today and say, you see Justin Fields pro day? Or? At some point, I will hear from him. <laughs> he will He will get from his work wormhole. Mr. He will Fields. come out, and at some point, I will hear, at some point before the yeah. draft, from him or my nephew, well, what do you think? I mean, the, what do you think? Fields and it'll be, it'll, it, and, and this, and I'm, by the way, I'm just describing <laughs> for you what every Jet fan is going to go through. Every Jet fan is going to go through. It'll be, you're hearing Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, then all of a sudden Mac Jones, and then all of a sudden Justin Fields, and it'll be, no, no, it's Zach Wilson. They have absolutely been done Zach Wilson. I came on the air and said, the 49ers trading with the Dolphins means it's Zach Wilson. And then you're going to hear right before the draft, could be Justin Fields. Hold on, it's going to be Mac Jones. And then it'll be, no doubt, it's Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Jets are on the clock. And then they'll take all the way down to zero seconds, and everybody's going to be like, what the hell are they waiting for? <laughs> I heard all winter long that it's going to be Zach Wilson. And I fell in love with his hair, and I fell in love with his Jimmy Clausen face. And now you're telling me it's somebody else? Like, what are they waiting for? It's going to happen. Then they'll come out and they'll say Mac Jones, and you'll say, I told you so. And I'll be like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a rational way of acting. I totally get it. All right, we're very late for your news update. It's all right. Well, we can go through. We'll go quick. Okay, here we go. Here's Chris Brockman's news update on the Rich Eisen Show. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, 
Someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever. It's Chris Brock. All right, Chris, what do you got over All here? right, first up, breaking news. Hot off the press, guys. 17 regular season games is official. There you go. NFL clubs today approved at a virtual league meeting an enhanced season structure. This is an NFL memo. Beginning in 2021 that features each team playing 17 regular season games and three preseason games. Okay. Roger Goodell said monumental moment in NFL history uh, and one that benefits each team playing 17 games. The ability for us to continue to grow our game around the world. All right. And ha- what's it? What, what did they come up with it, by the way? I got to find out yeah. whoever came up with this one and give them a pat on the back. Enhanced. What is it called? Uh, it's not enhanced an enhanced season structure. Gonna, we are not going to expand the schedule. No. We are going to enhance <laughs> the season structure. Fantastic. Uh, last line of the memo, guys. The 17th game will feature teams from opposing conferences. Yes. Okay. That finished in the same place within their division the previous season. Okay. So the, in the same way that the current schedule structure is. Every team in a division plays the same opponents with the exception of three, of two. The division winners, right. Correct. The, right. Divi- the, the, the Hold on. Every team in the NFL, every division in the NFL, every team in the division, plays the same teams with the exception of two. What that means is, let's say, let's take the AFC East. I'll explain it to everybody here, what you just said. Put it into your terms that hopefully everyone can understand. The AFC East, let's just take, okay, the Jets. All right. Because we know they finished in DFL in their division last year. Correct. So next year, the AFC, the Jets will play, obviously, everyone in their division, Mm -hmm. as will the Bills and the Patriots and the Dolphins. And then they will play a division that's already been determined elsewhere in the AFC. So will the Patriots and the Jets and the Dolphins will play the AFC, whatever it is next year. You have, you're looking it up right now, I'm sure. Uh, the South. Okay. So every team in the AFC East will also play a predetermined division in the NFC. All of them will play all of that as well next year. Yes. And I don't know which division that is. This year it was the NFC West, as we know, because the Jets came out here to Los Angeles and mistakenly beat them. <laughs> so those are the same. The only difference is the Jets will play next year. The last place finishers in the AFC North, in the Bengals, and the last place finisher in the AFC West, which I believe is the San Diego Chargers or the Denver Broncos. It's the Broncos. Okay. That's the only difference. And the Bills will play the first place winner in the AFC North and the first place winner in the AFC West. Right. So congratulations. We will see Buffalo play Kansas City once again, like so, the AFC Championship. So now game. the 17th game is will going be, to at opposing conferences that finish in the same place of the previous season, and the AFC is going to be the home team for the 17th game. Okay, so it'll be now... They'll take another division that the AFC East hasn't played, right? Correct? 
So they'll take another division, and yes. the Jets will play the last team, last place team in that one. Right. The Bills will place the first team in that right. one. Right. The Dolphins will play the second place team in that one, and the Patriots will play the third place team in that one, and be the home team for that in the NFC. Yes. Right in right. the NFC. Right. And they'll be the home team. That's it. I think we've explained it to yes. everybody. Yes. So for me and Mike, do we know? We don't know what that division is. Just we yet. don't know yet. So for me, I understand. And Ma- so well, for it me, can't be the, it, let's just put it this way: it can't be the West because they just played them, the AFC. Right. Yeah. So it'll be. So they'll, they'll figure out what that is, and just like every year, the AFC East rotates between a different division in conference and a different division out of conference. There will now be a second division out of conference that will be in some sort of a rotation for a specific other conferences division that you need to figure out who finished in what place the year before. That's Game Seventeen, with I imagine a. Difference will next like next year, not this coming year. The year after will be the home team will be the NFC team. Right. The AFC team will have to play an extra game on the road. Take that for data. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, Mike, we can't sell our tickets until 2020. I'm not selling my tickets. I'm going every game. I'm just saying we missed a year. But you've got Vegas Raiders season tickets oh, those too. Those will be. Those are. I, I I get offers every week because they know we have tickets from. So from people make, who are planning on no, going in a pandemic casinos, when they're not allowed to go? No, casinos for next year. What do you mean? Because they want to buy the tickets to give them. Like, oh, hey. so you're getting, like, you're getting emails from Steve Wynn? I mean, people <laughs> Dear that Dear Michael know, Del I mean, Tufo. They're concierge. I mean, whoever their people are. <laughs> you look in your inbox, in. Wynn comma Steve. How does he <laughs> My, know onegreatmix.com or whatever the hell that My is? My tickets are like 100 bucks. They're offering like six to eight to 2,000. It's like I'm gonna. Oh, oh yeah, that's an investment. Mike Del Tufo. I'm publicly admitting to scalping right here on the oh, Rich House. Oh, First game of the here. season, guys. <laughs> Thursday, September 9th in Tampa Bay against. I, I think it's got to be. We already looked at this, right? We have looked at this before. It would be amazing if it was New England, but it won't it's be. not gonna be because they have to be they're at in New, New England. England. Right. No, here, Dallas get, plays New England. I think. I think it's I think it's the Cowboys. Yeah, it's the Cowboys. It's Dallas at New, at New England. There's no quite no no. It's by the way, it's not New England. It's Tampa won the division. Oh. I mean, won the won the uh, won the. Uh, D- Dallas this, is a home opponent for Tampa. It's this over. Year. It's Tampa. over. Book it. End of story. Book it. Oh. Book it. Book it. Dax right, back. Yeah. Book it. That's right. Book it. Book it. When I say book it, book it. They're not going to use a division game. Yeah. It ain't going to be Jameis or or Taysom Hill could going be, into could Tampa. Be Buffalo. No shot. No shot. I'm telling you. Get ready, TJ. Dak's return. You already know what it is. You know, speaking of Dak, <laughs> there's something I saw. I posted on Twitter today, Rich, about Dak. And, you know, everyone lost their mind when uh, Zach mm-hmm. Wilson did that rollout throw during his pro day. Yeah. And okay. Everyone, no pads, no rush. Well, right. You know, there's a video that I posted where Dak did that against the Giants a few years ago. In game, in crunch time, threw a touchdown pass to Cole Beasley. And yet, on one hand, people are losing their mind because Zach Wilson made this play in pro day. Yeah. Dak does that in the game, and it's still like people doubt this guy. Like, he's not good. You know, people on Twitter hit me up, Dak's going to suck again next year. And I'm like, did you look at stats? How can you say this man sucks? I don't know. This has just been on my mind, and look, I wanted to share it with and you. And I'm glad that you did. I'm just wondering, what is this, Chris? Are we Is that TJ caping for Dak to get back at his Twitter trolls? 
Or is that sounds about right? Yes. Yeah. Is, is TJ saying Zach Wilson's worth forty million dollars a year? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely not the latter. Okay, <laughs> closer to the former, less than the latter. All right, real quick, <laughs> real quick, uh, before we have to get the break. Speaking of the Bucks, guys, did you see Bruce Arians' Twitter today? Apparently, Bruce had made a bet to win the Super Bowl. He's going to get some ink. Oh, yeah. Man of my word, when we win the Super Bowl, I will get a tattoo. He got his two-day. Look at that thing. Now, here's the thing. is we're 31-9 to Tampa with the trophy. Keep it on the screen here because I just got to see this here. It's phenomenal. It looks to me, again... Uh, can I just ask everybody? Who it's, I, I I don't tat up. I I, I don't I don't have any. No, I don't have any. Are oh, you okay? Anybody who's going to tweet out a photograph of a tat said tat, you've got to yeah. widen out a little bit here, okay? Because really I'm, I I'm, I don't want to guess where it is, okay? And it looks to me like we are seeing the back of his neck and the left ear yes. as he's lying yes. down in some sort of. Sort of, you know, uh, training chair, table probably. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. It looks like that's the back left shoulder of Bruce Arians. Yeah, he's like okay? this. Because other than that, we, we are left to wonder. And, and I don't think that's fair for all of us <laughs> who are just getting to see this. Okay. I, I just so I ask everybody. Can you widen out a little bit when I mean, you're showing 68. us? Your new... I mean, he's a 68 I year old man. It. I get I mean, it. I get it. But just just on behalf of everyone. Well, he's got another shoulder for next year there on the other go. side. That's another Boom. shoulder. LV1. Brady's go. getting Brady's getting sixty-eight year old men inked. <laughs> I mean, All twenty-two starters back from the I, Super Bowl. Oh, come on. By the way, um, I think um, I that's a, a that has definitely never happened, never happened. in yeah. in yeah. the salary cap era. Wow. I thought you know all twenty two are all back. All twenty two are back. The and Antonio Brown be might be coming that, too. Though. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll take your phone calls and break our silence on a certain subject okay, that we've fantastic. been uh, we've been avoiding this entire show. That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. Let's get Alan Dallas in here. What's up, Al? How are you? 
doing great. I'm doing great, guys. How are you? I've been extremely consistent on this with this pick that the Jets have because my team was there a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, Richard, would you be that upset if they traded down? Um, they need a lot. They need a lot, and they're giving it away. Like, uh, no, I, 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 but um, I don't think Darnold is the answer. How does that sound? There you go. I mean, that, that, that's what you know, I'm that, saying. I mean, that, like, I, I, and it, you got you got the new coach. What are you going to do? And then. You, you you got a new coach, a new start. Get him his his own person, and okay. and you can and you can get something for Donald. You play it right. You take Zach Wilson, and you got both Denver and you and and uh, Carolina, you know, on the clock, hungry, and you've yeah, got you've yeah. got what picks three through seven to figure it out. That's damn near an hour. That's a long. That is an hour. That's an, a long time. It's an hour to figure it out, and um, let's go. You know, so or it's or forty minutes the, to figure it out. So is that the official position of the Rich Eisen show, or Rich the, Eisen <laughs> of now, Al, as you know, as you've heard the entire show, I go back and forth. Ask, call it back again tomorrow. You know what I mean? I might have a different, <laughs> might have a different opinion. You know, when it all comes well, down to it. And, and, and yeah, you're right. I'm not sure if they heard. It's your name on the front door. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Thank that. You. Thanks, Al. Thanks for the call. It's Alan Dallas, everybody. Yeah, ask me again tomorrow. I remember I always asked that of uh, one. One time I said, I, it's like I'd never heard it before, but I think he says it all the time. I think, Tony LaRusso, when he was uh, with, with the Cardinals, I, I asked him in spring training, I'm like, how you doing, Tony? He goes, ask me in nine innings. <laughs> you know, I might change. You know, you know how sometimes you've got a teammate that you love and uh, you see uh, they hit a home run, yep. they come back to the dugout, you act like they, he doesn't exist? <laughs> <laughs> We haven't asked you about the prices right and okay, how you went yesterday, TJ Jefferson. You haven't, have you? Nope. Wow. Well, there it is. There is his. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's your price uh, tag that you oh, wore yeah. on your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, what can you tell us about your about your stint yesterday on the set of the Price is Right as one of the possibilities of being called to contestants row what can you tell us what can i tell you it was about a four-hour process um from start to finish there was 12 of us okay so 12 of us made the cut we went through a minimum of six different casting producers let's not talk about the past let's talk about Uh, what you can talk about the the studio was cold Oh yeah, it's cold. Um, yeah, it is freezing uh, in there. Yeah. Drew Carey was super cool, okay, funny cool. guy. Right. Uh, funny guy. That means he met funny him. Guy. He I mean, taught. Well, he taught. We were all gathered uh, together, and he okay, came over, okay, and he okay. kind of. I mean, he doesn't probably meet everybody yeah. in the studio audience when there's a no pandemic, no. but when there's twelve of there's them, twelve of two hundred people. No, he can't. No. Of course 12, not. Yeah. But 12, and, uh, okay. I brought your name up, and he goes. From ESPN, I'm like used to be different now. It's been 18 years. Um, oh, and there's a there's a big And you know, we'll find out what happens on May the fourth. May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with, yes. be with TJ. Oh, Star Wars Day. Yeah. How, how heavy was the wheel? Yeah. I, I'm not you sure. Say. I'm not oh, sure. Nice try. Oh. Yeah. Did I get called down? Did I not? I don't oh. know. We'll have to tune in. On Only May one, the one or two. Only one or uh, two. I mean, for, it would have been one, obviously. I mean, you see me on here. Now that's this is the only sound. One. I know that, but the other one, the other this. one, the other one is my child. Like this, my yeah. childhood. <laughs> yeah. Just hearing Johnny this Olsen are, saying, "All this can be yours." If Rich, the, the price is right. This reminds me of a summer day. It's me and my grandma. I would hang in the house with her and watch I mean, Prices Right before I went out and kicked it and ran the streets of Altoona Wild. You know that that sound job, reminds TJ. me of that. Good yeah. job. You know what? And when just play that music one more time. Uh, 
when I hear this music, I think that I think of the more cowbell sketch. Like that's like that's the situation. It's the seventies. They're like, let's get the flute guy in here and let's make some pricing game music. From Monaco to El Segundo. And let's kill it. You know what I mean? And let's just kill it. Like, there's a person who's doing this music, like, if they're all done, they're like, yeah, yeah I nailed just, that yeah, pricing yeah. game music. Like, nailed it. Like, yep. And, you know, and then somebody comes in, you know, Dickinson comes in and he goes, I need more flute. I need more flute. You know, like it sounds like it's like that piccolo. I need a piccolo piccolo around. Who's got the flute? I need. I need more flute. I need you to. I need you to feel it. I need you to think like it's. I can't believe it's not butter, and it's like somebody needs to nail this price, and it's they're gonna get it because you're getting this music. Like, we want to know what spam tastes like. You know what I mean? I just think it's like the seventy. I think it's like it's Tarantino, and it's a you know, and that, uh, and, and and it's. You know, the the one night in Hollywood, and it's just like that's what it's like, and and somebody's in there, and they just nail that session. <laughs> that music always remind also reminds me of Janice, Diane, and Holly. Of course, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. the ultimate pricing yeah, games. And, uh, Bob Barker with uh, with dark hair, and skinny Mike, skinny long skinny Mike, bro. That was Gene Rayburn had one I of those. Got one of those. Rayburn, As you know, whenever I do game show I stuff on NFL you. Network, I need I need the I need the microphone. I used to have that. All right, May fourth, May fourth, it was a Fantastic. cool experience, and like I, honestly, you know, when people say they get nominated for awards, you're like, I was just happy to be nominated, yeah, and I think it. that's kind of crap. Well, but it was, it was really cool when they told us how congrats, many people, man, that's awesome. yeah. you know, that well, we went through. We've got a end of the show. Thanks to Drew Brees, Dennis Leary, and Mike Florio. Tomorrow we'll talk more about this because as of right now we have no guests. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great.